A little girl leads a country in prayer and inspires a teacher to stand for truth. And a whole new way of seeing government is created. Welcome back to Church History. I'm your host, Laurel Siemens. Over the last few weeks, we have talked about the Puritans and about the Civil War that took place in England. Today's episode takes place in Scotland during the same time period. So we have to do a short recap. Charles I raised an army to deal with the rebellion in Ireland. Parliament was opposed to this. Charles ended Parliament and the country was divided between those loyal to the throne and those who wanted Parliament to run the country. And Parliament decided they were done with having a monarch and the people could rule themselves through the parliament. The king was executed on the morning of Tuesday, January 30th, 1649. This meant that his son, Charles II, was the legal heir to the throne. Except parliament didn't recognize the throne. So Scotland agreed to recognize Charles II as the king, and he could rule over Scotland. As long as he agreed he would work alongside parliament, and he would agree that Scotland was a Presbyterian country. It would not be either Catholic nor Anglican, which were the two main churches in England. Charles II really had no other options but to agree, and he was recognized by Scotland as the king. Now, for a while, this worked great. But back over in England, people started getting frustrated and losing patience as Parliament tried to figure out how to run a country without a monarch. It was a new idea, and from the citizens' point of view, felt a little chaotic. It just, give us a king and let us get back to normal. So, King Charles II was put back on the throne. And now, he suddenly had power and didn't have to follow that deal he made with Scotland. So, King Charles told Scotland, Look, I'll allow you to be Presbyterian. However, you must sign a document that states King Charles II is the head of your church. Now, this, of course, is a problem because Jesus is the head of the church. What was the church supposed to do with this new problem? Well, about 80% of the churches agreed to sign the paper. They felt that it was just a small thing to do. They just signed this little piece of paper and then they could continue to operate their church in peace. However, there were some churches that said they would not sign that paper. And those churches were closed down. But as the buildings were boarded up and locked, the people still continued to meet. They met in homes, in barns, in fields, in clearings, in the forest. But what they were doing was illegal. These people were called the Covenant Church. Now, there was one wealthy family that stood with the Covenant Church. That was the Getty family. They had a very tiny girl named Amelia. Amelia was only two years old when her parents found her praying in her room. Her prayer was so beautiful, they asked her who had taught her that prayer. She said, Jesus taught it to me. Imagine you walked into a clearing in the forest. A group of Christian ladies have met to study the Bible together. They're meeting in secret because they're not part of the state-approved church. The meeting's about to start, and the women are debating about who should open in prayer. Suddenly, you hear a very tiny voice. I'm the youngest, so I will open in prayer. Amelia, shh, don't speak out, child. It's the child's mother, but an older lady in the group speaks out. No, no, don't stop her. Don't ever stop a child who wants to pray. What is your name, child? 
Amelia. And how old are you, Amelia? I'm four. And you would like to open our group in prayer? Yes, please. Well, go ahead, child. The group bows their heads and you're expecting a child prayer. But instead, you hear words you would expect from an adult who had been a follower of Jesus Christ for years. Amelia prays for the church, for the safety of the pastors, for the men to have courage, for the government to not have the power to stop the church, and for souls to be saved. What you don't know is that you heard the prayers of a girl who would change the country with her prayers. Amelia prayed anywhere she could. Pastors would often meet in the home for meetings, and Amelia would ask if she could pray over them. Some pastors began coming to her home specifically to ask her for prayer. One pastor who could not get peace about an upcoming sermon came to visit the family home, and Amelia prayed over him. He then said it suddenly became clear what he was supposed to preach on, and he preached a powerful sermon that led many people to come forward and make a commitment for Christ. By the time Amelia was school-aged, she was already known for her stand against the state-sanctioned church and also known for her powerful prayers. Other children came to her asking if she could teach them how to pray, and she realized the children felt uncomfortable praying with the men and women. So, she started a children's prayer meeting in the forest behind her school. One day, some older children stopped her on the way to school. They told her to say the King Charles was the head of the church. She refused, so they beat her with sticks. While they were beating her, she remembered that she had some coins in her pocket. She reached her hand in and grabbed the coins, threw them to the ground. The boys saw these coins and quickly started fighting with each other over these coins, and Amelia was able to escape. However, the beating that she did have was so bad that she became very sick, and from that point on, she was a very sickly little girl. Her family home was attacked, and the government took control of the land. The family that had once been wealthy were suddenly homeless and paupers. Amelia prayed with her family for the family to be brave and to not give up. There was a teacher in her school who got to know young Amelia. His name was Richard Cameron. He became good friends with Amelia's father and was inspired by this young child's faith. Cameron had been part of the state-sanctioned church, but after meeting with Amelia's family, he decided to visit a meeting being held in the forest. After hearing them, he realized that they were correct in the stance that they were taking. Cameron was a good teacher, and he had a strong career ahead of him. Those who were of high class and even royalty wanted to have Cameron teaching their children. Cameron was invited by a royal family, Sir Walter Scott, who he tutored the children for, to attend church with them and their family. Cameron didn't know what to do. He had secretly been part of this secret church for a while. Should he attend just this one service of the state church, that wouldn't really hurt anyone. However, when he got to the door, he could not enter. He turned and he told the family he could not attend. He could not see Charles II as the head of the church. Jesus Christ was the head of the church. What he did that day was out himself, and soon he lost his job and he was no longer a teacher. He also couldn't find any families who were willing to have him tutor their children. The Covenant Church, which is what people called the secret church, decided they wanted Cameron as their preacher, and soon he had moved from a school teacher to a preacher. 
When Amelia was 16 years old, her sickness became far worse and she passed away. She died with her family around her and her last words were so soft, no one understood them, except that they could tell she was praying. And suddenly her lips stopped moving and her face lit up in a huge smile. And then she was with Jesus. She was just a young girl, but she had inspired so many people. At this point, Cameron was not only preaching the gospel, not only preaching that the head of the church was Jesus Christ, but he was also preaching the radical idea that the government could be run by the people. He had fled Scotland and had spent time in Holland, but then he returned to Scotland. The government offered 5,000 marks to anyone who would turn in Cameron. One day in the year 1680, soldiers surrounded the home where Cameron was. He stood, preached one more messages to his followers, and then the men grabbed their swords and fought back. The battle was about 15 minutes long, and Cameron and his friends were all killed. But that day didn't stop the Covenant Church. Cameron's death and Amelia's life and death inspired more and more people to leave the corrupt state-sanctioned church. There was two other girls who had been inspired. They were sisters, Agnes and Margaret Wilson. Their parents were part of the state-run church, but the girls had become part of the secret Covenant Church. They were mentored by an older lady who was also named Margaret. One of the family members of the young girls turned them into the police, and they were arrested along with their mentor. Agnes was 13 years old, and Margaret was 18 years old. The three were tried and found guilty and sentenced to death by drowning. The father of the two girls begged for them to be released. The court agreed to release the 13-year-old if the father gave up all his land and money to the court, which of course the father did. The two Margarets were taken to the water. The older Margaret was taken out farther into the water. She was tied to a stake. The younger Margaret was tied to a stake closer to shore. The crowd by the shore watched as the tide came in, and the older Margaret struggled to survive and eventually drowned. The young 18-year-old Margaret had to watch her friend and mentor die, and now the water was up to her knees. The executioner asked her if now, now that she had seen her mentor die, would she agree to say that the king was the head of the church. Instead, young 18-year-old Margaret said this. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord.
The executioner was so moved by her quoting of scripture that he said, just pray for the king and I'll let you live. The water at this point had reached her face and she was struggling to breathe. She said, I pray the king will repent of his wickedness and turn to Jesus Christ. The crowd on the shore started to scream, you heard her. She prayed for the king, let her live. The executioner said, that is not what I meant. Die, dog, and pushed her head under the water until she was dead. A young 18-year-old girl was braver and stronger than most of the church pastors in Scotland. It was just a few days later that Charles II suddenly, unexpectedly died. Amelia's parents had their land returned to them, and the people eventually were allowed to worship freely once again. Today, there's a statue of Cameron, and he's called the Lion of the Covenant. And his writings would inspire the men who would one day revolt against the crown in the American colonies. And his writings would inspire the men who would one day revolt against the crown in the American colonies and fight for independence and a start of a new country where the people governed themselves. So a little girl's prayer inspired a teacher who inspired a country whose writings led to the formation of the United States of America. For more podcasts, blogs, or videos, check out my website, lauraleesiemens.com, and I'll see you next week.